Hey everyone, and welcome back to my horror film review podcast. My name is KJ, and on this episode, I'm just going to give my quick review to a new horror film that was just released a few days ago on Shudder, and that's called The Last Thing Mary Saw. So I wasn't actually even planning on watching this. It was kind of a last minute. I happened to be off on Thursday when this movie was released, and I just said, why not? I'll check this out because it was actually getting pretty good reviews. Um, I didn't, you know, read too much into it. I didn't know really anything this movie i just knew it was coming out on shutter and then um i looked up just quick reviews you know just like um the numbers <laughs> seeing like what it was rated on imdb and letterbox and rotten tomatoes real quick and i saw that yeah it had some pretty good reviews so i decided why not let me check it out and it actually has a pretty good cast in it as well so the film is like i said released on shutter this past thursday which is when i watched it and i was gonna um record a podcast right after with my thoughts but I wasn't able to that night so then a few days went by I had to work Friday Saturday Sunday so today's Monday so I had some time to think about this film and then I just figured I'd give my quick review on the podcast here so this will be non-spoilers and I'll just give my recommendation if I think you know if it's worth your time if you should check it out or you know what your expectations should be going into this film so this is from first time uh director Eduardo uh Vitaletti, I believe is how you say his name so this is his first feature length film and the film stars Isabel Furman uh who we all know from The Orphan and I think she's in the upcoming uh Esther uh new film <laughs> which is like a orphan prequel I believe um, but yeah, she's been around in the horror community, and she, I think she did a film this past year, last year, 2021, called The Novus, um, which I wanted to check. I think it's a little more thriller, but I heard that was really well done. That's from a first-time director as well. The film also stars Stephanie Scott, so they're your main two leads. Um, Stephanie Scott, I believe, was in Insidious Chapter 3, or just Insidious 3. I, I did not watch that movie, but I just saw just a quick... When I was looking up their IMDb pages, I saw she was in that film. And surprisingly, uh, Rory Culkin's in this film, which I did not know going into this film. And he actually shows up um, probably halfway through the film, almost maybe even the third act, actually. He's not in it too much. But when he shows up, I actually, like I said, I, actually, I did not know he was in this film. And when he shows up, he's actually covered. This isn't a spoiler, but he's all covered up. And all you can see is like his right eye <laughs> poke, poking through an opening and just his voice and just his eyeball basically I said to myself I was like is that Rory Culkin <laughs> and then it turns out once he reveals himself that yeah this it, Rory Culkin's in this film and again it's not a spoiler he's all over the marketing for this film and his character is not a spoiler either but yeah, so he's been in, you know, of course, Scream 4, and then he was in a really good horror film, more of a horror thriller called Lords of Chaos, which I just watched for the first time last year. That film came out a few years ago, but I really, really enjoyed that film, actually. I really liked it. Just a warning if you do decide to check it out. It's just about, Nor- it's about a Norwegian rock band, black metal, and just the way the film plays out, I just really enjoyed it. I know it was very controversial for fans of that band and like what actually happened but because it's you know a true story but the film actually says you know it's based on the lies and truths of this situation this story 
but do check out that film. But the only thing I will warn is there's quite a bit of animal cruelty in the film, which I am, I do not like when watching films and, but yeah, just maybe look up some timestamps if, you know, if you're sensitive to that or, you know, check out, uh, does the dog die if you decide to watch that film, but okay. So moving forward with the last thing, uh, Mary saw. So this is basically, this is a film set in 1840s. It's about a New England community, a family, basically, in uh, New York. And the film opens up actually really well. So the film sets up this story where we get introduced to Mary, where she has a blindfold on and she's got blood, like, coming from her eye sockets, you know, dripping down this blindfold, you know, on, like, her cheeks. And she's being questioned by basically the police, the constable. And they have, you know, it's a group of men. They're like in this uh, room, this dark room, you know, it's only lit by candles. And they got their guns pointed at her and they're basically asking her to recite the Lord's Prayer. And then basically just, you know, tell them what happened in the past. So then we kind of jump back in the story to uh, Mary and Eleanor where they had this uh, I don't want to say affair, but just this secret um, young love romance uh, to women. And of course, you know, in that time, <laughs> that's a no-no. And especially with like a very religious uh, family. And that's kind of the setup for this story. That's kind of where I'll leave, you know, the cliffhanger and what happens then. So then we find out what happens throughout the rest of the film. And then we kind of jump back to present time with Mary. So we know just from that opening scene with her and, you know, her bloody eye sockets that, you know, it didn't play out too well (laughs) and things aren't going to go well. So let's start off, you know, with what I liked about this film and then I'll give, you know, whether again, if I give my recommendation or just kind of what to expect. So this is a very low budget indie horror film and pretty much a period horror film. And if that's, you know, your jam, if you're into period pieces, you know, slow burn films, then yeah, this is something I would definitely uh, tell you to check out. For me, I'm not a huge fan of period pieces. I mean, yes, they could be done well, and I've liked some period piece movies, whether it be horror or not, but I wouldn't say, you know, it's on the top of my list of what my favorite, you know, subgenres are and any type of films. So, you know, just know that going ahead and with my thoughts of this film. And secondly, this film is very slow. This is a definition of a slow burn film. This is yeah, again, a slow burn, slow burn film. (laughs) And I can't stress that enough going into this film. Again, I did not know that going in. So I saw that the runtime was only about 80 something minutes. It's less than 90 minutes. So only an hour and 20 something minutes. But this film feels very, very long. It's it drags, I will be honest, at least for me, it did. But again, this is a very low budget I want to say it attempts to be an atmospheric, tense, slow burn. And I I did appreciate, again, the very, like, claustrophobic, natural feeling. You know, you feel like you're in this family. It's very, you know, most of the scenes, most of the story just takes place at this one house and just, you know, the surrounding, you know, area, you know, surrounding areas around this house outside. But it's very just, like, close again and claustrophobic. You feel like you're kind of just there with these characters. You're kind of just a fly on the wall just watching, um, you know, the dialogue. You know, everything is very kind of, you know, not in a whisper, but kind of slow and just they're talking, you know, almost in like these, you know, using Bible verses. So I actually even had my 
um, what should I call it, subtitles on, which I do a lot of times for films, but it definitely helps with this one just to really, you know, hear what these characters were saying because if I did not have it on, I think I'd have a hard time understanding, you know, the dialogue and what, you know, they were saying back and forth with each other. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's, I would say, definitely consider turning on your subtitles. And, yeah, that's kind of, I, you know... I appreciate, like I said, what this film was going for. It was going for like a slow burn horror film, but you know, it didn't 100% work for me, to be honest. I, again, more appreciate what this director was doing. I admire the story he was telling, but I just found it to really kind of drag. And I don't mind a slow burn. There's, you know, I was thinking while, you know, after this film, I was thinking, of course, a lot of people are going to compare it to The Witch, which is an A24 film from a few years ago. And that's probably one of the scariest films, to be honest, for me at least, that I've seen in the past decade or so. I That film really got under my skin, and I thought it was really chilling. And that was a perfect example of a slow burn uh, type of horror film that really works. At least it works for me. Because this film, even though, like I said, it's going for that, I just didn't feel too much tension. I didn't feel dread or atmosphere. It was kind of just this story was just playing out for me and it does have some horror and you know a little bit of body horror happens throughout the film I will say one sequence and what happens to one character it got a little bit like ooh, you know um, just thinking of it happening in real life but for the most part I wasn't you know so much on the edge of my seat I wasn't definitely not scared to be honest but I just didn't feel that dread and I think that's like the best you know if you're going for a slow burn horror film you have to have dread and atmosphere and you don't have to have a ton of tension, but you got to have some tension, you know, with throughout the film to, you know, keep your audiences really engaged. And I think a lot of people did get that with this film. So I think I'm definitely in the minority here when I'm talking about the negatives and how it didn't work for me because just, you know, reading some reviews and seeing some scores, a lot of people, you know, are, I wouldn't say praising this film, but are being a lot more positive than I will say I am at least. So yeah, take my, what I'm saying in my review, you know, with a grain of salt, you know, because I, a lot of people, it seemed, this film seems to have worked for a lot of people, which is great. So I'm not, you know, saying that the people are wrong, what others think of this film are wrong. Because, every, you know, film is subjective, horror subjective, and what works for some, you know, might work or might not work for others. And in this case, I'm just going to say the slow burn, the atmosphere the director was going for just really didn't work for me. I mentioned in my other reviews how, you know, especially with horror, I feel like it's all about the experience and how you set up the experience to watch a film. So, and I think me watching this film, I watched it like again on Thursday, but I watched it you know, it doesn't matter what day of the week you watch it, but <laughs> I watched this around 4 p.m., you know, heading into evening, and I don't know. I don't think that was the best time to watch this film. You know, I think if you're going to check out this film, maybe watch it a little bit later in the evening, you know, going into night when it's dark outside, maybe have, you know, the curtains drawn, you know, the house, you know, with the lights off, maybe like a candle lit to really get yourself in this uh, slow, brooding atmosphere. I think me watching again, you know, during the middle of the day, you know, still light outside. It just, I didn't get into the mood as much as I wish I did. And that's on me, but I could have, I just didn't have time to check it out later in the day. And maybe if I would have waited a couple of days, 
and checked it out. It might have worked a little bit more on me, but it is what it is. <laughs> and so just, again, given my recommendation, will I recommend this movie or not? I think it just depends on what type of movies you like and how you set up this film and your expectations. I think, again, if you're going to watch this film, do check it out if you're interested. Again, it's streaming on Shudder, and it's only, again, about 80-so minutes if you're into slow burn period pieces and it's got decent acting in the film. You know, Isabel Furman, Stephanie Scott, Rory Culkin, um, some of the older cast. Uh, the matriarch is Judith Anna Roberts, who I've never seen before in anything else. I think she has been in some other horror films, but don't correct me. And yeah, if the acting's pretty good. You know, they're, you know, this is a well-made movie, you know, that with well intentions. And again, I think I mentioned I liked the natural lighting in this film. You know, it's very dark and everything's lit by candles and, you know, just natural lighting from outside. And I think that sets the mood for this being a period piece. You know, you wouldn't expect, you know, a house lit up because they didn't have electricity or anything back then. So, it's really cool that, you know, this film is just more set up with, you know, candles and just, like I said, natural lighting and all that going into it. I think that really does work for the film. And again, there is some horror throughout this film. I won't give any away, but you do, you know, towards the, uh, in the beginning, I said, I liked the opening scene in this film, how it was set up with, you know, this character, Mary getting questioned by basically the police. And, you know, it sets the tone to be like, what really happened? <laughs> and you do get invested. I thought pretty, when the opening scene happened, I was pretty much thinking, wow, this is going to turn out to be a pretty creepy, scary movie. Just the way, you know, it was uh, revealing itself. And then, yeah, it does get back into what actually happened. And then again, I think it just starts to kind of drag and didn't have too much in it too much to say um i didn't really buy the romance as much i mean they are young characters so yeah mary i guess has played by stephanie scott your main character and eleanor played by isabel Furman. she's like the maid and they get caught pretty on pretty early actually of you know their um them to their romance and then it's kind of the high the I guess the older people, <laughs> the family members kind of correcting them. And almost this is like an old time, like therapy, uh, correction therapy um, movie <laughs> with, I don't even know, I don't want to get into that. But so that's kind of my thoughts. I'm starting to ramble on a little bit, but I ended up giving this film a two and a half out of five on Letterbox, And yeah, just kind of right down the middle for me um i saw you know there's some good in it but there's also i don't want to, it's not bad it just didn't work for me basically and i actually did like the ending of this film again no spoilers but i thought you know how this film did end i thought it kind of had a bleak dark ending and i guess i you, i can say i appreciated that i <laughs> it wasn't this is not a happy romance love story you know, bad things happen in this movie to most of the characters. So, you know, know that going in. So in that aspect, yeah, this is a horror film to what ha what happens with these characters. <laughs> but again, again, rambling on, you know, just I do think if you do check out this film, just, you know, have that expectation. This is a slow burn. Some examples of, again, just some slow burn films that I do like. Like I mentioned, The Witch, I consider to be a slow burn horror film. Um, I was thinking of... Uh, I just lost. I was thinking of it right before I started recording this. The 
Black Coat's Daughter. That's the one. The another A twenty four film. I thought that was a very well done, atmospheric, slow burn film. That was really creepy and well done. And I saw a lot of people comparing this to The Village. I wouldn't necessarily consider The Village um, a slow burn film. I haven't seen that in a while, but I think it's just because it's like a you know set you know in uh, the eighteen hundred New England area. A lot of people are comparing this, but. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't so much compare us to The Village, to be honest. But And you shouldn't compare too much films with other films because that's just not fair. you got to watch a film and, you know, critique it as itself. <laughs> so that's I'm going to wrap this uh, quick review up and leave it there. So do check out The Last Thing Mary Saw, currently streaming on uh, Shudder. I'm not sure what film I'll be reviewing next. You know, I'll be, I'll just see what's coming out, you know, in the next few days and maybe weeks, but I should be back soon with another quick review episode. So until then, I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of the week. And like always, thank you so much for checking out this episode. I really do appreciate it and take care. Bye-bye.